0: welcome to the 2021 biz community series celebrating diversity and inclusivity in the south african advertising industry made possible by the aca association for communication and advertising i'm your host rutendo nyamuda and today i'm honored to be speaking to alistair king founder and chief creative officer of king james group in conversation with sydney mbele chief executive brand at Sunlam Group. All right so Alistair I'm gonna start with you um, but the campaign by your agency King James on behalf of your client Sunlum allowed South African gymnast Caitlin Rose to be the only Olympian the world saw live in 2020 and so this feat is not only you know incredibly great for seeing Caitlin go through her pristine routine but also being able to film it and to broadcast it at the same time that she would have had would have performed it in Tokyo um, I believe deserves a gold medal in itself and in fact it did take home a gold medal at the Lurie's which allowed and put your agency um, and your client on the ranking for you know local and international awards, so massive congratulations to you. Um, and then you. with regards to with regards to today's topic, obviously of diversity and inclusivity and inclusivity in the South African ad industry, um could you talk to me about the people who were involved in the various aspects that had to be coordinated to bring this all together?
1: Sure, yes, I mean. I think you also have to remember the context in which that piece of work was created. It was slap bang in the middle of of the very first lockdown. And uh, I don't know how you felt, but it was a very unsettling period in time. And no one knew what was happening. And this idea was kind of conceived um, at a very inconvenient time, Uh, not just uh, uh, because our our hearts are so kind of... uh, in disarray, but also because it was very, very difficult to make advertising in that period of time. So this was presented in March last year and actually was executed in the very first, right at the end of April, which was the first time agencies were allowed to allowed to go and shoot advertising. So it was shot and conceived and, and executed under very challenging circumstances. Um, so, you know, a lot of credit must go not only to the people that cons- con- created the idea that had it, but also to um, to the Sunland team who who had every reason not to say let's do it because it was um, such a challenging, and ambitious, and audacious idea. Mm-hmm. Um, but the team, the idea, obviously, an idea of this magnitude has lots of moving parts. So there's lots of people involved. There's there's uh, credit people like Jared Osmond and and um Cameron Watson who had the idea and then it goes into production and it's it's at its heart it's a live event which means you've got to stage this live at a um um, online so that the world can watch it in at the exact moment that Caitlin would have attempted it um would have uh, done her routine um the production logistics are a nightmare so um credit must go to our production team here to to giant films and to Paul Ward who um Who captured that moment so so poignantly? Mm-hmm. Um, it, it was an incredible moment. I, I, you know, normally in my experience, when ideas are ambitious and audacious, they tend to be incredibly satisfying when you pull them in, pull pull them off. Mm-hmm. And um, let's be honest, uh, the real pressure was on Caitlin. I I can't even imagine what it must be like to be doing something with so much potential to go wrong being broadcast live for the world to see i mean my heart would be in my throat all the time so she must get the ultimate credit um um, and to and to the marketing team at Sunlam who who's who who ran with it Mm.
0: yeah thank you so much for that and all the moving parts and all the people and this is the beautiful thing about being able to work on these campaigns it's Every single person plays like such a massive role in bringing things together and Sydney, um, congratulations, absolutely congratulations, you must be super proud to have your brand associated with such a prestigious and beautiful piece of work um, that I'm sure will live in the history (laughs) books for a very long time. Um, But this concept allows your brand to be seen as really putting your money where your mouth is, so to say, you know, not just believing in the South African creative services industry um, and seeing it as a value driver, but, you know, just saying like we're backing this 100%. Um, So what role do you think that investment by brands can play in supporting greater diversity and inclusivity in South Africa's creative industries?
2: Well, you know, um, you know, the truth is, we often talk about brands being purposeful, um, and that's a that's a really big, you know, sort of ethos and promise that we make to the world to be a purposeful business. And you know, people look at corporates and brands often in the context of transactional or commercial relationships. Uh, but the truth is, particularly in financial services, there's a huge role that all of us can play. Uh, in uh, you know, in, in helping in, in helping people um, move further in life, and um, you know, Al did mention this when this campaign was crafted. It was at a time when all of us, you know, were going through a really, really, really tough time, and it was important for a brand to come in and say. You know, despite what you may have gone through, now it's the time to plan. Now is the time to reframe your life. You know, now is the time to, you know, reposition yourself uh, in the context of what's happening. It's not uh, the bad things that happen to us. It's not the disappointments that we have in our lives that, uh, that matter. It's what we do with those things. And, uh, and the story of Caitlyn is, is a really powerful story um, in bringing that inclusivity, right? Inclusivity is not only, you know, in the context of, of financial concepts, it's, it's also on how you inspire ordinary people uh, or give them a sense of, of what it takes, you know, for them to achieve their aspirations. She had just come you know, back, I think a year or so earlier, you know, having won some awards internationally, she was looking forward to at the Olympics and, you know, then COVID, you know. And her story, you know, is, is really so powerful in how it mirrors the story of individuals, ordinary people of, of South Africa and the world, for that matter. And uh, and I think using that as a catalyst uh, to give people hope um, is, is, is something that I'm really, really proud of. And And, and that's when a purpose becomes tangible. More than just what you promise uh, with that, with your words
1: wow
0: that's absolutely powerful and absolutely incredible, you know just just looking at and reflecting back on watching their campaign or watching the video uh, it in itself did definitely stir all of these emotions and um, <clears throat> as i 'm going to come back to you on this because you know even just watching it and Sydney, you've mentioned her story is something that we could all connect to. We all had ambitions, we all had dreams, we all had goals that we put forward. And then the pandemic happened and they all came on hold, but what does it look like? and even watching her, you know, walk up, um, you know, preparing her routine and walking up and performing to an empty crowd, you can almost imagine yourself in those spaces. And I think what was so powerful was that clap at the end by, I think it was her coach. And it was just like, you could could almost imagine an, an entire crowd applauding and it's that single clap. And it was just like, so heartfelt so you know this campaign definitely stirred real emotions and even looking at what was on twitter uh, the twitter stream where people were crying and just saying how connected they were to this it's definitely this you know shows that example and there's so many other examples in the industry of how the excellence of south african talent and the ability that we have to create content that can connect with people and you know connect with people not just locally but on a global stage Um, and how impactful that is. Uh, So Alistair, do you think, so to say, goosebumps and this emotive communicative way um, could be a revenue stream for us as an industry?
1: Look, I think um, goosebumps stroke emotion has always been what separates um, great advertising from pedestrian advertising. But I don't think our industry has ever worked out how to monetize that. Um, As far as I'm aware, um, emotional impact is not something, there's no line item in our fee structure that says the emotional weight of your communication. And uh, so I think your idea is brilliant. And uh, uh, how about it? Uh, uh, Should we consider that uh, in our future going structures, (laughs) the emotional weight of our advertising? (laughs) bonus (laughs) bonus <laughs> um, but I, I do think that that is ultimately what what makes brands valuable is when they land with a, an emotional weight that makes you feel not only for what's happening but also for the brand and um, you know you're imbuing a, a brand with heart and that's really what emotion is is really the tool to do that with um, we have ex- Extraordinary, extraordinary stories in this country. I, I was um, I recently sh- showed this campaign to David Drogo and and he commented, he said, you know, the, the South African experience and the work that shows the South African experience is so unique and so powerful. Um, and he 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 raised it as a as a. Um, as a, as a really good comment on on the kind of work we do and and i think there is a global fascination with south Africanness. i think they're fascinated with our with our stories i think they're fascinated with our music i think they're fascinated with our history and and what we've achieved as a group of people and what we've overcome and they hate our rugby team <laughs> but but that's okay because we're aggravating them so i do Agree with you. I think we've 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 got um, something special that's worth flaunting to the world, and and I think that if we can't celebrate our greatness and the things that make us great, then who's going to? Other, you know, it's our job. It's our job. Let's make heroes out of our out of our stories and our people and our um, experiences. And that's yeah, I, lo- I love that idea. Mm, it's
0: absolutely powerful, and I think it is that. You know that unique it's the human story and I think the honesty behind a lot of these stories that we tell first of all we can see ourselves in them and ultimately there are those you know fundamental human emotions that everyone can feel from a global perspective and being able to get those right and communicate that is so powerful as well. So we'd like to see that line item next <laughs> <laughs> <That's
1: laughs> nudge <not, laughs> wink wink
0: <safety>. <laughs> Um, what,
1: what are you
2: saying? What did
1: you hear? <laughs> oh, How many so <laughs> um, They edit that up. They're going to edit that whole bit out, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, Sydney, last year, a global consultancy company, Edelman, released their widely respected global trust survey. And in South Africa, like many other countries, Business came out as the most trustworthy institution, more than the governments, more than NGOs in general. Do you think that this means that the roles and responsibilities and relationships of business and brand to customers and consumers and audience in general are shifting? And what implications might this have for your brand or brands in general?
2: I think it is shifting. You know, I hear more and more people talking about, and I refer to it as, as purpose. Um, and it's important to, to have the relevance of what you're trying to do though. you know. So it's not uh, just about trying to be purposeful for the sake of, right? it's important to, uh, to, to have the insights, the client insights that, um, that you can fulfill uh, through, through a very rigorous uh, analysis of, of, uh, of what drives them on a day-to-day basis. I always make the point you know, that uh, brands are like people, you know, they have personality. Um, you know, you don't trust someone who's schizophrenic. You trust someone who wants to show care to you, right? That's why you, you become friends with some people and not others. That's why you, you marry some people and not others, right? It's because people are, are brands are like people and, it, and it's important for us to show up in that way in the most human way possible. Um, so that we can elevate uh, that trust barometer. Uh, And, you know, if we uh, promise uh, things, we should deliver them. You know, and uh, always make the point, what we are, what we do and what we say always has to be congruent. Um, Otherwise, it becomes a case in point where the sum of parts do not make a whole. So brands have to have meaning in what they do and what they say. And they have to live up to the promise and and deliver it. Otherwise, uh, you don't become authentic. And if you're not authentic, then you also don't generate the trust that you need, you know, to be able to get people connected to you for the long term, you know. When you see this campaign, you don't see an investment, uh, you you know, uh, sort of... or, or, or. Add attached to it, or a policy, or funeral cover, or life cover associated to it. You know, it's because at the time, what we're trying to do is really give people motivation about what it matters to stay the long, you know, the long haul, uh, and to be hopeful about the future and start to plan your future uh, in a more thoughtful way, um, and then and then have the right partner uh, to, to to help you to be able to do that. And you know, we become that we become that partner to you.
1: Mm.
0: So sure. that's absolutely absolutely fundamental and so true. I think one of the big differences I've seen in terms of international, certain international uh, advertising and the way they approach it and the way that it's approached in South Africa is really different. There is that aspect of, you know, we're not just a brand trying to sell you something. We're a brand that's trying to give you a story. We're a brand that's trying to say, we see you. And we're a brand that's trying to communicate with you. And I think exactly to your point, that is... That's the captivation behind it. And then it's like, an, oh, by the way, this is by, you know, or this is an association with this company. And that's the difference. It's, it's almost like seeking the heart first and just, you know, the company backing it. So that's incredible. And thank you so much. Alistair, do you want to add anything to that?
1: Yeah, I think that that point you've just made is really critical for me. I saw It's something I know, but I needed kind of needed the reminder. I was reading through an article. It was a science science article, and they were they were talking about how um, how people retain information, and they were saying that um, you know it's very clear that people retain well told stories much more than they they retain facts. Um, And I am concerned in the digital era how so much budget is being being spent on delivering facts to people or eyeballs, um, and 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 I, I just you know as you scroll through social media, there's just thousands and thousands and thousands of facts that you are streaming past, and they they're registering as having been delivered, but I don't know if they've been received, if you know what I'm saying. Um, and and what you've just said is exactly that point: is that when you do capture a profound. Um, and I I hate the word storytelling as well, because it's become a kind of a category of advertising in its own right. But when you do capture something beautiful and you express it in, 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 in in communication, it absolutely moves people. It absolutely, they remember it. They absolutely are connected to the brand in a way that they would not be, be connected to you if they just read um, some, some interesting fact about what, what your product delivers. So I, you don't, you don't have to convince me. This is this is what I love about our industry, and and um, and I think uh, the, the the brands that see the balance between facts and sales and and um, heartfelt communication are the brands that that are, that do succeed. Um, and uh, we believe that, and that's you know that's why I think so much of our advertising at Sunland uh, is is powerful with the team because they see that as well.
0: Mm. Oh, that's, that's absolutely amazing. Thank you for sharing that. And, and so true and being able to find, I guess, both a client and an agency that is able to equally say this is the agenda, this is the way forward is also yeah. so, so important. And that was definitely seen in in, in this campaign. Alistair, staying on you, um, the advertising industry in itself and creative sectors, so to say, have always been perceived as these aspirational environments to be in, you know, a lot of hard work and long hours, but, you know, there's a lot of passion and there's a lot of fun (laughs) behind what is done. Um, and it's, it's all worthwhile, um, definitely. Um, but the industry itself, you know, as we're looking at it and, you know, we were speaking briefly before starting to pull up a lot more seats to the table, um, especially when it comes to diversity. Um, so what is your viewpoint on the benefits of inclusive thinking from agencies and brands and what have you seen in your incredible career um, from when you started up until now?
1: Uh, yeah I mean I think that is absolutely what makes our industry so appealing to people is the, is the the fact that it 's a vehicle for you to uh, stretch your imagination in, in in such extraordinary ways but But diversity is always a good idea in any creative industry um, if there 's a predictability about the way that you communicate um, uh, you know you're you 're on a, a you're on a journey that's going to lead you nowhere and you're going to just get, your, your communication is just going to be very uh, staid. Um, there's a lot of things that I, that we support as a company and then that I support as as a, as a as in my own right. One of the things that I absolutely love is an initiative uh, founded by Nkanezi Masango, who's an ECD at King James. Uh, he started, I think about five or six years ago, um, a movement called—I wouldn't call it a movement—it's an initiative called Blackboard, uh, and he his his aim is to do exactly what you just described. His aim is to take the advertising industry and and take it um, to people who nor- ordinarily wouldn't know about our industry, who aren't in that class of elitism that you speak about, that um, and, and to present us as a great career prospect. And a, so he's doing. Um, uh, doing something that our industry should be doing uh, as a collective. Uh, you know, he describes it as kind of democratizing creativity and, and promoting broader socioeconomic inclusion. And, and, and I love that initiative. I'm dragging as many people into it as possible because it deserves all the support it can get. Um, on, a, on a personal level, I've been um, involved. I've been an ambassador for uh, Accountability International since about 2016. Uh, and they're an amazing organization. They've also, King James is the first agency to endorse, endorse the, uh, the equality challenge, which was essentially a set of guidelines offered to the industry to help promote inclusion, not only within the agency, say, so how can you become a more diverse agency, but, but how can you change your communication to reflect the world that we want? Um, and the world that is that is, that is, um, fair and that's that 's not uh, prejudiced and uh, and I think um, a lot of good agencies have signed up with them and and and, and it 's a conscious effort to be aware of the kind of advertising that that we produce and our responsibility to that advertising uh, and to and to work towards um Just transforming our world, not just our, our businesses. So those are two wonderful positions. We we as communicators are in a very powerful position. The work that we produce goes out on air, it's viewed by millions and millions of people, um, and we've got to be very conscious of what we put into that advertising and and, and our narrative, our personal narrative.
0: Mm. Definitely, definitely. And, uh, and, and and Sydney, I'd actually be very interested to, to ask, you know, your thoughts and opinions and maybe share just, you know, based on what Alistair has has spoken about, because, you know, Sunlum is, you know, it's traditional hardcore corporates, <laughs> And it's almost like, you know, why look into the creative aspects? Why not do a hard sell? Why approach it differently? Why work um, you know, with an agency, with an award-winning agency, <laughs> why why take that approach, and the importance behind it as well.
2: I mean, I think I think we, at some point in the world, I think we forgot that we, in some of the categories, I think we forgot that we are dealing with human beings, you know, who have both an emotional and a rational to, to themselves. Um, and we don't necessarily sell the technical expertise that we have. You know, our forte is financial services, right? But if I if I if I sell you something that you don't understand, you're not going to buy into it. I mean, there's a very good example of uh, way back. <clears throat> I think it was GPRS. Uh, you may remember this, um, Alistair, um, when you know the old days of. Uh, mobile telephony at GPRS um, and I think uh, the two uh, big players I'm not going to mention their names I'm sure you you know who they are the two big players in South Africa were launching GPRS at the same time and one of them uh, had a full page ad um, in one of the weekend newspapers uh, with you know here's GPRS MHZ speed and bullet points and all of you know Actually quite impressive of this kind of technology that comes with gprs you know and they were selling it to me who actually doesn't understand anything about about technology in that sort of realm and then the other in the same newspaper they just had someone sitting on the beach with a laptop open and the headline was now you can work from anywhere you know actually the one was selling technology the one was telling you the benefits of technology now you can just see the power of creativity there. That actually we we you know we we have forgotten, I think, as as a system, um, that we are talking to human beings who digest and consume information. It's you know often in its simplest form, um, and and it's gotta bundle both the emotion and 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 the rational, right? And and the balance is important. And you know who best to do that translation then the creative industry Um, uh, and actually, uh, the people who do the biggest job are those who are the catalyst uh, to doing that. Take something that's very complex and actually miniaturize it and make it simple and understandable uh, to people and make it inspirational, make it delightful, make it attractive um, and and in the corporate sense, we actually don't know how to do that. and, um, uh, you know, even in the marketing teams, you know, we, we uh, spend a lot of time in the business side of it uh, rather than the creative side of it. So I could never overemphasize the importance of that capability wherever it exists. And um, catalysts for good often reside in creativity.
1: I love what that's so much, Sydney, because it's, you know, I've always had this, I'm, I'm digressing a little bit. But, but it's, I sometimes find it hard to verbalize how satisfying my life has been as a creative person. Because, you know, people just go, oh, it's, it's an advertising. But I work with music, with uh, film, with uh, photography. With, I, I work with such talented people in, in, in pursuit of what I do. And it's such a gift, actually, to spend my life doing that. And then, and basing it in a business imperative makes it even uh, it's not just pictures and pretty pictures for the sake of it it has a business goal it's grounded in in real um in, in a in, in a real uh, in a real purpose it's a real it's not just airy fairy and I, i've actually had the best life possible doing that and the more i try to convey which is what i think is what they're trying to do with blackboard is to convey what a satisfying life it is to be sitting in this position and uh, to express yourself so freely is, is, is such a lucky, I'm a lucky person for that.
0: And uh, listening to you both speak, like there is no doubt that you're both incredibly passionate about what you do, but also incredibly proud and, and overwhelmingly, you know, Um, I don't even know what the word is. Overwhelmingly, just proud about you know even this campaign because you know Sydney, you've mentioned certain tick checkbox things that you know are really important and and these almost checkbox list things about you know compassion, being able to see people, allowing people to see themselves, not just making it about a corporate message. All of these things are you know if I had a checklist that you know would tick every single one of them uh, when it came to this campaign specifically. And, you know, this campaign definitely sets an example, um, definitely sends a benchmark for other creative agencies and brands and corporates in so many different ways to to how to look at different stories and find a unique aspect. Uh, you know, Caitlin was going to the Olympics. Caitlin was going to Tokyo and taking that story and saying, like, how, do we, how do we connect with this in, in, a, in a broader sense? Uh, that said, um, Sydney, what would you like to see more of you know, when it comes to campaigns, what would you like to see more of in the future?
2: I mean, I'd like, um, you know, I spend, well, not maybe enough time, but I spend a lot of time in the mornings, you know, getting ready to go to work and I watch telly and I look at the ads and I open magazines and, you know, I actually do not see a lot of groundbreaking stuff, you know, unexpected stuff. And um, I mean, I'd like to see more of that. I'd like to see more of people pushing themselves a bit more uh, on, you know, how do I I cut through the clutter? It just sounds like something we talk about every day in in the industry, but actually it is something so profound. You know, if I'm going to approve a billboard next time, how do I make sure that the billboard is the best that I've done in my career? You know, it's like simple, it's very simple things. You know, and uh, so I'd like to see people be more experimental. And I say that deliberately um, because I would like to believe that maybe we, as a, you know, maybe we are not experimenting enough or we don't allow ourselves to experiment enough. And the truth is, you know, when the, his team brought that idea with Caitlin, you know, it was you know, something that was very different, and and look at where it landed us. And some of the work that we've done, it's work that you know when they present initially, you kind of feel uncomfortable. Um, but actually, in that discomfort, you realize that's where the that's where the juice is, you know. And so, so it's okay for us to push ourselves to those limits of discomfort uh, and trying to find new and better ways to to communicate. I, I think. I'm going to become a business person now, but I'm, I think, you know, ultimately, you know, we are not good at framing, what is the thing we are trying to solve? You know, because there's just so many ways, you know, that you can solve that problem. What is the thing you're trying to solve? And, 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 and being obsessive uh, in delivering to that and blending the creativity that we've been talking about, the un- unexpected, you know nature of, of how you can do it um, you know and, and all the things of you know the, the purposeful nature of it and blending all of these things it sounds easy uh, but it's not and that's why not everyone wins you know uh, awards uh, it's 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 because it takes it, it takes a lot uh, to it takes a lot to get there
0: definitely and very 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 true and Alistair from your opinion having worked on hundreds and thousands of campaigns <laughs> across different platforms, what would you like to see more of in the industry? I'm sure you've also been very experimental, as, as Sydney says, in, in how you approach things. Um, so in the one vein, I would like to know, you know what you would like to see more of in the industry. And on the other side, I would like to know, you know, when do you feel like it's too much? When do you get to a point where you say, uh, we're not going to you know be this experimental on this campaign, or how will people perceive this
1: you know it's it's entirely appropriate that Sunlum's positioning is live with confidence that's their line and and I think that we're in the business of confidence as well um and in my experience confidence does it's not a point in time where you have to make a brave decision it's it's a it, you've made lots and lots and lots and lots of little decisions that that grow your confidence over time, and I do think the the, the marketers that really get it are the ones that started out and they made a little decision and they it, it, and it might be a little radio ad or it might be a little promotion or it might be uh, and they and it works and then they, they and your confidence grows and it's the same with creative people you you kind of gain your confidence and your ambitions for your clients grows with it. The magic happens when your clients and your agency has the same level of confidence and ambition for, for, what, for the brand that they're working on together. Um, because oddly enough, the, the, best, the, the best advertising doesn't necessarily feel like you don't. Sometimes it goes, oh my word, am I really going to prove this? Is this feels like I'm really out on a limb here. But a lot of the time it doesn't. It's just the fact that you're in a position where you go, this is something unique. This is something I've never seen before. This is going to touch me. This is going to make my heart flutter a little bit. Um, and and those are not really scary emotions. They just, it's just the willingness to have that emotion and to link your brand to that emotion and to respect that that emotion can bring incredible business value to the products you're selling. Um, so, you, you know, and that's the first point that I wanted to make. The second point, I, and and this might seem controversial in the context of this interview, but um, awards are not everything. Um, some of the most magnificent advertising—the stuff that I'm most proud of—and um, I'm um, never won big awards. Uh, you know, it, it, give that man a bell's was a was a, an idea that my agency worked on. Sorry to mention another, another brand, um, Sydney, but but it didn't go and clean up at award shows. But but I'm proud of it because I know that it had massive value in the marketplace and people viewed. People had a relationship with that those set of words so I, i'm my I don't link my um, confidence to award shows in, in the sense that I, I, I do feel disappointed when we don't win, a, win awards I do feel satisfied when we do um, but I also have a sense and I guess that comes from years and years of making advertising and having hopefully more success than failure I do have a sense of when something is worth Saying and worth powerful, and it will move people, um, and and that I hold on to that because that's really what uh, I, I firmly believe that that's what when when Sydney's paging through a, a, a magazine or watching TV, he is moved by advertising that does come across as as fresh and original and provocative and and and, and interesting, um, and I I strive for that. Our company strive for that, and I know that we do. Uh, uh, um, strive for that with the Sunlump team and we we get there quite a lot I think
0: Oh absolutely and I love what you said about you know not doing this for awards because I think it's easy to then sit and think about what, what is the formula what have we done before uh, what did other people do before and instead of you know doing as a creative agency what you do best which is just like a clean slate almost blue sky what is possible what can we do and I think that's exactly what this campaign showed, and this is exactly what this campaign delivered. It was that let's think blue sky, let's 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 go for gold, <laughs> and essentially, oh, yeah. you know, you won gold. <laughs>
1: so, I, I mean, I I think to that point, that I, I think they, I, I know what it's like. Your the relationship between a client and an agency is so critical because the client gives permission to the agency to to take to take to take that brave to put something on the table. That's absolutely has no precedent um where where you do get unstuck as an agency is when you're trying to stretch an idea just a little bit beyond what another brand has stretched it and actually what you need to do is reframe it completely um then you have really truly original ideas where where the consumer is surprised by it um and if the consumer is going to be surprised by it you can be sure the marketer is going to be surprised by it and that elements of surprise as unsettling as it is is often the reason why it's going to be effective and why it's going to work and why people are going to, going to notice it and see it and, and think differently about your brand so that and that that's the part that that we've we've got to be excited about we're not trying to just do something marginally better than our competitors we've got to do something fundamentally different to our competitors um and that's where the I guess the courage and the confidence ultimately leads to in your life as, as a as a as a creative marketer.
0: Mm. Well, I, I, like,
2: uh, I, I like your kind of slipping of, of confidence there. Al uh... <laughs> cunning, eh? <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> and so so coming back to to the campaign, um <clears throat> ultimately winning, winning gold. Uh, you know, really, really setting a unique um, aspect, benchmark for campaigns on the continent, not just in South Africa, on the continent, internationally. Uh, Sydney, I want to find out from you, you know, what are the plans to, are there any plans to continue kind of like mining the seam or continue kind of pushing this out um, or or what happens next?
2: Um. No, I mean, I think it's uh, a bit, uh, I like the notion of not chasing awards. I like the notion of um, responding to the most fundamental uh, needs of clients uh, and articulating our solutions as a business and brand in the best way possible uh, in a way that's, uh, it's easy for them to understand what we're trying to do uh, in the way that's, insp- in the way that leaves a lasting legacy on why our business exists, which is uh, to empower generations to be financially confident, secure, and prosperous. I think you know that's our north star. You know, and and if we can do that uh, the best we can, uh, and still win awards, fantastic. But actually, what why we exist um, is uh, is 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 really as a business uh, to contribute to to the notion of financial inclusion, financial security, uh, and do it in in the way that uh, will inspire people. And um, and and I'd I'd like to prioritize that. Um, uh, yes, we want to do it in the most exciting ways possible, in the most effective ways possible, uh, so that we can achieve our business objectives. I think that's the that's the north star. Mm,
0: that's amazing. I, just, I actually want to throw in a, an interesting question and it was something that you said, um, I think, prior to our conversation, which is almost how um, campaigns and advertising kind of allow you to see a world as you want it to be and not just see the world as it is. How important is that when you're you know, putting campaigns together, when you're strategizing um, and, and perhaps, how, how has that changed even in a South African context from, you know, when you started uh, in 1989 <laughs> up until now? Uh, how, how has that changed? How, are we, how important is it to, to kind of create those spaces? What is the impact or the weight on creating these campaigns, on creating how we see ourselves through advertising?
1: I think you're just trying to draw attention to my age here, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> yes, when I when I started in 1989 in advertising, I, I was you know, it was uh, it, it was quite interesting because brands led the way in so many ways. I mean, I I remember the, there was a world was depicted of racial transformation in 1989 and and beer brands did it. Of all, of all things, beer brands showed um um, diverse racial groups socializing together before it was even kind of legal and uh, um, permissible, and I I remembered that going, you know, this is an extraordinary thing that that they've got here. They can actually depict the world that we want to be in and that we want the country to be in. And there was there was a movement happening um, amongst consumers. That we're going. Okay, I, I'm seeing the world differently here, and I think that that's where we are now. Is in in our concerted effort to change the world and transform the the way people live their lives, we are in control of that narrative. So showing the world that we want to be, um, depicting diversity and inclusion, and 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 just being more decent, um, is really the the power that we have, um, and and the power that we have to to change things. So I, I'm, I'm a big advocate for our role in that, in that bigger story um, and our responsibility with that regard. I mean, I think just to come back to, if you don't mind, coming back to the question you asked, which was really about, um, about mining this idea. Uh, you know, if you look at, the, if you look at this idea, I, I, I don't think we want to repeat the same idea. I mean, there's, there's no merit in doing that. But at the heart of the idea is the very simple observation that you must never let circumstances derail a good plan um, or derail any plan. Uh, you ha- there's a, it's a story of, of resilience, human resilience in a sense. And in the same way, um, financial res- resilience comes with that confidence. So so I think that um, we will, because it's at the heart of what Sunlam is about, we will pursue this idea and and show it in different ways um mm-hmm. not in pursuit of awards but because it's a meaningful idea and it's a, an idea that resonates with people and it's an idea that makes people um move and moves people so um yeah we'll unpack that a bit i don't know if this warns our competitors but <laughs> <laughs> we're on it
0: <laughs> yeah. and my final question to you both uh, comes back to something sydney you said about legacy uh, which I think is really important. And I'd like to ask you both what is it, what kind of a legacy do your companies, do your brands want to leave in this space, in this industry um, as a whole? And Sydney, I'll start with you.
2: Look, um, you know, we've clearly articulated our purpose uh, as a business, which is to empower generations to be financially confident, secure, and prosperous. We want to empower, uh, over the next five years, uh, over 50 million people on this continent uh, through the work that we do. Uh, We want to invest uh, over a trillion rands in the economies of of this continent. Uh, But more than anything, we want people to have a sense of belief in themselves uh, that they can build this thing called financial confidence. And it's not just any other kind of confidence. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a feeling of empowerment that makes you feel like you are in control of your life. And that whether you have a lot or a little, um, you know, you can, you can change your world and change the world of those around you and those you love. And if we do that and we do that in a sustainable manner, uh, I'm going to be the happiest that I'm, I'm sure are uh, uh, you know, clients, shareholders, and everybody else who's associated with us will be proud of the work that we do.
0: Mm-hmm. Certainly. And Alistair, what is the legacy of the King James group?
1: It's a very big and profound, profound question. Um I don't know. I'm I'm uh, we we on a wonderful journey of our own. Um, you know, we've we've just been acquired by the Accenture Group, so we are in a in a brand new chapter after 24 years of independence. Um, we're extremely excited about um, what how how much our company is going to be enriched by this uh, by this partnership and this um, acquisition. Uh, on a personal level, you know, I've I've always had incredible pride in, in what we do as a company and the and the clients of which we do it on. Um, my legacy is not that important other than for me to one day be able to sit down and show a reel of the work we've done and have people to go, I remember that. I remember that. I remember that. Wow. That was awesome. That was awesome. That is the, the sim- simple simplest way to define what moves, uh, moves me and moves King James as a company. You know, we just want to be part of the work we do and that, Hopefully, that creates its own uh, legacy in people's minds.
0: Thank you to our amazing guests. And thank you all so much for joining us for Biz Communities' industry-wide initiative, celebrating these important conversations around diversity and inclusivity in the South African advertising industry, made possible by the generous support of the ACA, Association for Communication and Advertising.